welcome, welcome back, Millies, to another episode of the Millie Walk Talk podcast. As always, this is a space created by a Christian millennial for Christian millennials to bring about guidance, healing, and purpose through transparent and authentic conversations. Y'all already caught part one. So this week is a continuation of part one. We're jumping into the topic of forgiveness. I already told y'all I got a sneak peek on the last episode. But yeah, the conversation stayed real. It stayed organic. And as always, y'all know, I still have Danielle, Ashley, and Leah with me. And it got real. Like, we talked about some good stuff on this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, just we're just going to get right into the conversation. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as well. And just... Stay right here, y'all. Stay locked in. Here we go. Sorry, All right, so what we got on forgiveness? It. I like this whole... I used to, like, plan out my episodes where I had, like, interview questions and, like, type of... I mean, I do, because right now we're trying to figure out our thoughts, but mm-hmm. I like that this is organic conversation. It's literally just off the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So forgiveness. So on the topic of forgiveness, what do y'all like? What we, what we about to... Right we, we, what we about to talk about for I forgiveness? I thought you asked a question about forgiveness. Yeah. I do. This is actually... I was talking to... And I don't... Don't take this as I'm spiritually advising people as a as a um a thing but if you come to me for spiritual guidance i don't mind offering it so one one of like i guess my spiritual mentee she came to me about a topic and the topic she's like I, she would call herself a truth seeker i guess those are people that like try to debunk all of the foolishness that's going on in the world and we had a conversation some like months conspiracy ago theorists? Yes, y'all like that that's what she said. Truth seeker, seeker. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like, but that's like what, that that's but that's that's what she calls it. So that's uh-huh. what I'm going to. No shade. I'm I not in that world. I'm trying to understand. Yeah, so okay. that's probably one of the same thing. Um, but we were having a conversation one day, and I like the conversation. It started in that, and it just kind of led to the idea of grace, and like grace is attached to forgiveness, and how you maneuver throughout that. But mm-hmm. that has been like between like this idea of everything flows through grace and forgiveness has been like revelation that God has constantly been giving me that I've been putting out to my, my Instagram. God, my God. I don't want to talk about him. Okay. Spare you. <laughs> <laughs> but so when we have forgiveness, are y'all like, do y'all have a hard time forgiving people? Yes and no. I think that Danielle, cause she ain't answered. Uh, she was not uh, uh, Yeah, I said yes and no. I think that depending on the act that hurt me mm-hmm. I have a tougher time forgiving but I don't I'm not opposed to forgiving I don't believe in grudges I don't believe in I hate this person I don't like this person they need to die so I, I'm not that type of unforgiver but I do say that with anything I do it takes processes yeah. and I know with personal healing sometimes I have to process someone's forgiveness path even if they do not know that I'm processing it even though they, they made a transgression against me it's a process so I wouldn't say that I'm opposed to forgiving people, but it it's not always one, two, three. You're forgiven. Yeah. Let's let's all I think be great. That's fair. I think that's um, the that's our human nature mm-hmm. in it. Like yeah. it's I mean some people can forgive in a one two I am a I'm not gonna say I'm a one two three person, but I'm also a person that I feel like when you haven't forgiven somebody, you don't realize how um much pain is attached to that and uh-huh. living it you can't live in peace and pain synonymously mm-hmm. like yes. and i think people think that you can and that's not true like you cannot live in peace and Girl, pain synonymous, synonymously these, these and the longer that you live in pain you 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 really just like excuse yourself from peace so i'm, I'm a person it's like i'm giving myself this much time to get over it like mm-hmm. and i some people like don't like that I think like that, but I'm a person that I refuse to let people mind their business. Let me walk. I refuse to let anybody else make me walk around bitter, mad, or upset. And 
So so that was going to be my response. I don't feel like I have a hard time forgiving people. Like, it might take me, like, a couple, you know, if you do something to me, right, what time is it? At 1.41? You know, I might not forgive you till like, 3 o'clock. But I feel like my... That's pretty fast. <laughs> it depends really. on what it is. <laughs> but I do feel like I have a hard time letting go of the hurt yeah. and, like, the pain that was caused in whatever situation. Like, if it's minuscule, like, oh, you just stole my pen, like... I can get another tip, right? But if it's something that I don't know that like deep stuff. really, yeah, yeah, I feel like I have a hard time with that. But like, I will never show it or like speak Screaming. on it until like it resurfaces in like a later. I think a lot of people have that mindset, but I don't think that's true. I think that you show it unconsciously. Like when you, I would say the people that I haven't a hundred percent forgiven or like I'm not completely over. I'm really snappy with those people. Like, or I have in the back of my mind, I have an attitude. I'm not. Ex- expressing my pure or displaying my pure self to these people and it's because you're you're still harboring it within yourself for me i think it's easier to just come out and be like yeah i don't f with you or what you did was effed up and i don't bang with that because when you harbor stuff inside you don't realize how it shows up on the outside like you That's would true. think that it that it's not but people that matter. I know probably still mad at me about something. I can tell they still mad. Like you think <laughs> you think because you're not saying for myself. That's like when true. I tell myself I'm not mad about something, but I know like I can say it on the out. Like I'm not mad. Or I'm over that, and I know that I'm not mm-hmm. over it within. Mm-hmm. I can tell my like, and I think this is something that 24 has brought me to. That I'm really, I'm really reflective. Like on a, like on a consistent base, like daily basis, I'm super reflective. So I can tell when my. And like, oh, in tune with myself, so I can tell when I, when my mindset changes versus when, like, I'm just completely like, that did I'm like living in joy. Like, when I'm mad, I know I'm like, even if I'm not saying it, I know I'm mad. Yeah, like I, I'm. See, now I'm thinking about, it and I hear y'all like it's. Oh, <laughs> when I hear um, y'all talk, it's now it's it's both. Like, if I love you, it's kind of easier for me to forgive mm-hmm. you. Um, and most of the time, I don't really have to forgive somebody unless I love them. Oh, <laughs> unless I love them. But uh, it's hard for me to forgive people who didn't do anything to me. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> like um, for example, like R. Kelly. Like, I don't forgive you for doing these type of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, it's but not I don't my, think you have to. That ain't I know, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's easier for me to... Forgive people I love versus people I don't know who didn't do anything yeah, to me. Because, like, when I think about specifically, like, ch- like, anything that deals with children and stuff like that, it's like, um, they do ask for grace and, and, and forgiveness from the public and stuff like that. And I don't really play with What do you think or, grace from the public would look like? Because I don't think you have a a spiritual obligation to God. Because forgiveness, I think, that we try to make that an earthly principle. But forgiveness is a commandment or a covenant right. that we have with God. Like, I'm not right. forgiving you. Mm-hmm. I'm not forgiving you for you. Wow. I'm forgiving you because I love God. Like, mm-hmm. not because I, I mean, yeah, because you love them. But it's like, it's really to honor a commitment that I have with God and not really to honor what I have with people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't think it's my job to forgive R. Kelly. He ain't do nothing to me. No, okay. <laughs> I have a question about that, though. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, Forgiveness is just as much as harboring hate to those who personally transgressed against you as it those who didn't personally yeah. had things against you. Right. So then my question is, can we only forgive people, I guess, that did, that did something to us personally? Because 
if they still hurt me, mm-hmm. aren't I'm still in a space of forgiveness? Right. Whether they, and if the forgiveness is truly for you and not for other people, it ha- doesn't have to necessarily be attached to people mm-hmm. that you know or who have done something to you. Like I think forgiveness is rooted in hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a transgression meant to you, so you can't. I, I think it's hard to say. Or how do you work around that when you say I don't know this because they didn't do it to me personally, but I have hurt from what they did yeah. to someone. But is that hurt? illuminating in your life like what r kelly am i like disgusted by r kelly i don't i I don't feel strongly enough to have to forgive him but i'm I'm saying if for a person that i would say that where you the line is like the line in the sand for that is am i allowing my unforgiveness of what a person i don't know to do to control me me? Mm -hmm. and if it's not like if because like what leah's saying i can't forgive r kelly i'm i don't feel that strongly before leah like if i would say if i can't forgive r kelly is what R. Kelly did to somebody else allow manifesting in my life mm-hmm. and how I treat people. Yeah. That's where I think the, the, the gap would, of forgiveness and is. And that's why I say I have an example for that. So for me, that surviving R. Kelly thing was very serious because I know people at my school who went through a surviving SJU period. And that period was very big. It was very publicized. It was on the news. Like, And I know personal people that I see every day who were victims of somebody that I knew as a predator. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't necessarily personally R. Kelly, but it was the act because I saw other men commit that act yeah. that I knew and that I did not know, and that act to me was disgusting. Mm-hmm. But so you, I, you gotta forgive them, not R. Kelly. Don't but I'm talking about that. I said, I, I said the act. I'm saying mm-hmm. I, there's other men who committed these acts, maybe against women that I know that I don't know, but it was the act that I was disgusted with more than the person. Yeah. So I'm saying that even if it may not be someone you're forgiving, how do you forgive those acts? To you and I, I don't think you. The fu- you don't forgive an act. You forgive the person. So what? When I, I say that, I'm saying, I think generally people are disgusted by pedophiles. Yeah, that's you should be. Yeah. But that's my point. I don't have to necessarily know a pedophile to forgive pedophiles. So I think mm-hmm. there is. That's what I'm saying. The, the line of the act of pedophilia is disgusting to people. Yeah. So. If I don't necessarily always know that this person is a person a pedophile, and I'm disgusted by the act and things that they do, then what line of forgiveness do you ask for? Who, how does that go about when you're asking God for forgiveness? Is it just a general all pedophiles thing? Like, how is that specific in letting go of your hurt when it can be the act that these people commit? These are people but are you yes. saying that that person that you knew that was a predator, that made you, like, I guess, not hate? But you feel a way towards all pedophiles because I feel like Ashley, no, the like, pedophile thing is different. I'm gonna say because I don't. I mean, I'm I sorry that's happened. Yes, I'm disgusted by your actions, but yeah, I don't feel like there's anything for you, me you to forgive. forgive you yeah, for. like, and you at the end of the day, me. we can. Like, if you I'm allow the saying. act to control your forgiveness or mm-hmm. dictate your forgiveness, you're never going to be for- forgive people because these acts but will never leave the world. That's just my question. So that's what I'm saying. To people, and not necessarily personally for me, but for to people who think that forgiveness is is for the basis of someone has hurt me, whether directly or indirectly, then how do you go about the idea of forgiveness for those things? If like, what's the peace? Where's the bottom line of how you find peace in situations you, like that? I think you, you would find peace by processing and forgiving and moving towards healing for the person that hurt you. I, I think that sometimes we we allow. And the Bible does say, like, my, my partner's grievance is my grievance. Mm-hmm. But I think that you have to take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I can't allow everything that Leah has done, that has happened to Leah, to personally affect how I show up in the world or how I treat people. So if that's a deeper, that's a self-issue. If you're allowing think, people or grievances that have happened to somebody that you don't even know to affect you, where you can't move right, you have to, you have to get help within yourself. You have to be healed within yourself. Because 
I don't think that should happen. I don't agree with that, sis. Only because, like, like you said, like, um, my, whatever, what'd you say? My, my brother. I'm about to say whatever, but, uh, <laughs> um, because personally, like, certain, certain things, like, if something happened to, and, like, something happened to my nieces or something like that, that's something near and dear. But that's a personal to relationship. Me. I'm saying, like, oh, I, like okay. I agree with person, like, if, if Ashley, well, let's say, if my baby father did something to me and Ashley is hurt by it, she has a personal relationship with me. She okay. can feel the effects of my pain. I get what you're saying. But for these victims of R. Kelly, like, and I'm not undermining this, we don't know these girls. We don't right. know the people. We don't know them. So for <laughs> them, for us to allow their pain to, like, really harbor us, harbor us so much that we can't move, like, in healing, I get it. That's like that's where it's the issue is in me now. It's not them. Okay, so I got an example, and I want to see how y'all feel. Do y'all remember Botham Jean? Uh, he was killed by the white lady in his apartment. You remember his yeah. brother? Yes. The one his, that accidentally went to the... Yeah, oh, his, his brother? brother I love that. That was a really good I, story. I'm, you know, I'm like pro-black. I don't really play about nothing. But I, like, the 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 spiritual person, the spiritual, the spirit in me felt like people did not understand what kind of yes. release that is. It, it, like, yes, people did exactly. not really understand that. But yeah, people did not understand that. And um, a lot of people, like you said, not now that that makes sense because a lot of people took on Botham's, um, the person who was killed, hurt, and was like, "How you gonna forgive, forgive him for him?" And and and, and that didn't happen to you, that and y'all shouldn't be forgetting. And he got to he got to die. She got to die. She needs life, mm -hmm. and she needs. And you forgiving your oh, the person who killed your brother. The death penalty. Yeah, we can add that on. Death penalty. I don't like it. I I feel like to your point, Leah, that also requires like a level of maturity. Yes. Like that's why people don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Right, because like, say if that was me saying, "Oh no, like yeah. he shouldn't have forgave her." Right, that's that's me and my immaturity. Why I'm saying that he's wrong or like I don't understand it. But mm -hmm. like you said, like he did what he was supposed to do, and well, he, he had to do that for him in order to move forward and continue to to live without. And yeah. we didn't like and like you said, because now it's making sense. We didn't have a relationship with the Botham. He had a relationship with his brother, mm -hmm. so. He knows how his brother probably would want him to react. And everybody's just putting these assumptions on how his brother will react when his brother's not here. Mm -hmm. And their relationship with God um, is what's sustaining them. Mm -hmm. So if he has to forgive forgive the girl, the lady, um, uh, through God and whatever God is telling him to do, yeah. then that's what he needs to do to get through this. Because we'll never understand. Like, we'll never understand how it is to have. I mean, God forbid we'll never understand yeah. how what that situation feels like. So I felt like um, it was none of our places to tell somebody what they can and cannot yeah, do. Yeah, people be interjecting. Like, you know, so this social media's culture has allowed us to feel like we have a say-so in people's lives that we don't even know. Like, they're not. You don't know that, man. Thank you. My, I have another question. Mm -hmm. This idea of closure when it comes Ooh, to forgiveness. I don't think closure Ooh, exists. Do you? Okay. So that was, that was nope. going to be my question. Do you think it's necessary in order to... No. No. forgive someone and move on because I've like again had conversations oh no I just need closure mm -hmm. that's gonna make me you know forgive you know, them like, somebody closure, like, closure is an excuse to to have an attachment to something mm -hmm. that you need to let go of mm -hmm. I, because and like people say this what what daggone situation happened it was like some, it was a forgiveness type topic you people feel like they have to hear somebody's peace like actually actually say that I all my daggone revelations come from housewives or my analogies come from housewives, <laughs> they whatever. They do. 
I don't know if y'all are ever housewives watching, but on the Potomac, like the the housewives franchise is based in Maryland. They had a small little fight on there, and this the fight was last year, like 2019, October 2019, until this day, like November 2020. The girl that was technically the victim in the fight is still like you can see publicly, you can see that she is still she still hasn't forgiven that girl, and she feels like the girl has to say. I'm sorry, or I apologize for her to forgive, and that's not how forgiveness works. You I think that people, people, yeah, and that's where people struggle with forgiveness. I think because they think that somebody has to say I'm sorry for them to forgive. Forgiveness is a heart posture, and again, yeah. forgiveness is a covenant that we have with God, not to man. Mm-hmm. So when you, because when you get to God, and again, we don't know because we ain't never been to heaven or been close to heaven, none of that. But when you, I believe that when you get to, when you have to account for the things. That you've done on earth with God, God is going to say, Why didn't you forgive this person? Mm-hmm. Like, forgiveness is a commandment of me. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a reflection of love through me. Mm-hmm. So, how do you say, like, and I just don't understand how you can say that you love somebody, but you can't forgive another person? And that I'm sorry, peace. Like, I don't, I'm not really crazy about this. I'm sorry. I apologize, business. Yeah. Because you can tell me that. And people are like, you know, like, your sorry will show up in your actions. I agree with that. But you can also just be saying sorry to shut me up and get me out your face, right? Because yeah. you know I want it. Some people are like, like they you hurt can, you. That's. But like you, you can say I'm sorry and you not, and not that that in the genuineness exactly, not be there, right? Not that is that, that word, is my, genuineness? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's my business, you know, whether you meant it or not. But like I can take it sorry, be like okay, like yeah, mm-hmm. I feel better. But like what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think closure is a thing. I think closure is just people's excuse to start over again. Yeah, or just like to get back into it. It's, it's a, their limbo. It's, they want yeah. you it's talking to somebody. way to be able to still have a, a pathway to forgiveness. Because there was a point in my Me life too. that I felt like I had to have closure. And mm-hmm. again, a lot of spiritual principles are based on maturity. Mm-hmm. When yeah. as I started to grow in God, like it's, I don't need to keep talking to this person. One, if a person is hasn't said they're sorry, they're not going to mm-hmm. say they're sorry. Like I think we expect people to be the person that we are and that's never going to be the case. Girl, like, that's never I, gonna if I got to beg you to say I'm sorry, I don't want your damn I'm sorry right. and I'm not adding this cuss word out. Like, <laughs> if, if I have to, if I feel like I have to have a conversation with you for you to realize that you're sorry, because mm-hmm. if you know, if we're, if we're in a place where, because normally people get closure from relationships that they're not in constant communication mm-hmm. with anymore. If I have to reach out to you for closure to have a conversation about how you hurt me, if you don't already know that yeah. and not even the magnitude of what, but if you already don't know what, what your actions hurt me why are we having like and i'm not saying that you can't tell somebody that they hurt you because i do believe that you can't leave and not correct like i'm one of those people that if you're going if somebody has hurt you sometimes people don't realize the gravity of the situation so you do have to teach like this is another teach people how to treat you type of situation so it may be like leah this was effed up i don't appreciate it and I have to step away from the situation. If, if that's what we're going to call closure, then I'm, I'm with it. But you don't need this person to validate or you don't need somebody to validate your feelings. Like you don't. I don't I'm not for the validation of the feelings thing. If I told you you hurt me, either you're going to accept my hurt or you're not. I don't need you to tell me why you did it. That don't make sense. Like, right, right. I mean, <laughs> now I will say we this was my poll on Instagram that Danielle was just so against. The dove intention matters. No, it does not. I think it does. No, it doesn't. Why? It doesn't matter. What? Her, first off, Wait, the Danielle, the, the dag on, it does intention, intention matter. matter. She, I she tell about something, it doesn't about hold what? up in the court of God. And it, I mean, in the court of law, it does. Intention? Yes. That's, that's, that's the difference between first and second. Act is raised and men's yeah. raised. Men's raised is the intent. The mind that went into you committing a crime. The act, act is raised. And I, sorry, I was a criminal, um. <laughs> I, I okay. took criminal justice classes, <laughs> but no, the, the act is me actually killing the you. Degrees of murder. The 
Yes. So first degree murder and second degree murder is Based first degree is did I planning. intend to kill you when I went to go kill you and I actually killed you? I meant to do it before I did it. My intent Man, was to kill you. Intent with a, uh, de- okay. uh, uh, what's the name of a deadly weapon? A sober deadly weapon? All those things Let me clarify. That day when you posted that poll, I was being a little you crazy. Okay, up. just answer it. Just keep it up. Y'all, first off, y'all already know response. If you follow me on Instagram, you know what response was hers. <laughs> <laughs> but also, okay, when I gave that answer, I didn't really mean court of law. I was really talking about, like, intentions, like, with... You know, four people sitting right here, Screaming. right? Like, and I said that because I was having a conversation with my boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> and I don't know why she trying to say her boyfriend. <laughs> Go ahead. And he had said something which came across like you know, he his intention in what he said was because he was concerned, mm-hmm. right? But poker face, please. <laughs> that that's why I said intentions don't like. Not that much to me because what you intended is not what you did. If, if yes, okay, is that with the action, it does matter, right? For you, maybe, but that wasn't her question. <laughs> <laughs> but that I'm wasn't saying, her question. I'm yes, if the intention does match up with your, match up with the action, then yes, mm-hmm. but that wasn't. The question, and it does it have to be because if the, it, it's either intention matters or don't, it can't matter when you want it to matter. And I'm, I, I am an advocate for intentions matter because, like, somebody responded to my post and said, just because I hurt you doesn't mean I meant to harm you. And I think that sometimes... That's toxic. I mean, you know... It sounds like a man. Oh, she like a man. behind and I told y'all God has really had me in a place of extreme forgiveness and this principle of grace like mm-hmm. when I can somebody that intended to hurt me my process of forgiveness is a little bit different because like the Bible says the devil saw he watched like he walked I don't remember who, what story that was but the enemy watched this person and plotted a scheme on him mm-hmm. when you plotting on me versus when I unintentionally hurt hurt you through my actions that's different because if not like with Leah if I said something that I'm speaking from my, just we just here talking. If I offended you and I hurt you unintentionally, you have to charge that to my head and not my yeah, heart. Yeah, like, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think that when you, intentions speak on though. the heart and not the head, like, because yes. so how many times do we ill speak? Like, we're just we're speaking yeah. from just or whatever. Like, in the actions matching up to the. I think that if you're if you are like I said intentionally trying to hurt me, that's different because you meant to hurt me from the jump. When you started doing this action, you knew Maybe that it was gonna hurt me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you. You was that's yeah. or even if I don't know, I feel like it's hard. Like even if you had good intentions, like once the harm is done, like it's hard for me to then see that you had good intentions. But I think that that's that's what you have to fix in the heart because and I will say (laughs) like I think that it's easier to forgive people when you can understand. Like I know that you didn't mean to hurt me, but I was in for forgiveness in that case. In that case, I do think for a relationship where I didn't mean to hurt you, but I did. Mm -hmm. I think that it's necessary to say I'm sorry. That wasn't my intention. And when somebody says I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention, or I apologize, that wasn't my intention. I think it's your job as the person that was that was harmed to give them a little grace because that's not what they meant. Like, and you that's what people mean by you have to charge it to the heart because I didn't mean to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's different when I I like I know like pressing people's buttons. I know that this is going to hurt you and I'm going to do it anyway. Like, that's effed up. But if, like, when somebody, if somebody else had commented, like, 
kind of like on the means of I have to move different because I because I know because I don't know what's going to hurt somebody. Mm. I'm sorry. If what I say, if I don't know that this is a, a, a sore spot for you and I say mm. it, that is your job to now educate me on your sore spot so I can move differently. Because mm. now my intentions would be, I know that this is a sore spot for Ashley. Like, this is my sister. This is my blood sister. I know that this is a sore spot for Ashley, so I'm not going to say it. Versus when I don't know. What's my sore spot? I don't know. But, <laughs> but when I don't, like, if I don't know, like, how Ashley needs to look at my heart and be like, Shit, my sister didn't mean it. Like, mm-hmm. So, I, but I think that goes into forgiveness too, because we yeah, be, I uh, we, I think that we, and part of me feels like a lot of people just like holding grudges. That's, that's a way of the times these mm. days. I don't think I like holding grudges. I think it just happens. Yeah. Mm. Your heart, <laughs> your heart is in a posture sometimes to hold grudges, but we love you all the same. Scream it. Okay. Next. <laughs> 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 Do we have more forgiveness? Huh? Do we have more on forgiveness, as you said? Yeah, like, are we? do we have more to mention on forgiveness? Oh, I thought you said no, we, we had more topic was pretty good. forgiveness. That's what yeah, I was like, what? Was, I think it was a pretty good, solid, screaming. in and out topic. No, no shade. Forgive the people, mm-hmm. y'all. Forgive the people, especially, well, you gotta forgive. Sometimes I don't think that we should, and this is, like, just the, the, the utmost, like, the best version of me is saying sometimes we, sh- even with negative intent, we still have to, eliminate intent or in that case you you would have to intent doesn't matter on the terms of forgiveness because whether you meant to hurt me or you didn't i still have to forgive you so like, so it's like it's it's it's, it's like kumbaya everything but screaming. is there anything that you would not forgive somebody for no like and i'm saying this as right now where i am in my heel in my heel space mm-hmm. that i but the heart like the best version of me is saying no now, when we get to something, somebody <laughs> do something to me, it's, it's a little bit different right. because, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to react, but mm-hmm. I would hope that if somebody really does do something to harm me, that the God in me, the best, the best version of me would speak up and be like, that was effed up. Mm-hmm. But, because again, forgiveness is for me and to mm-hmm. honor my covenant with God and not really, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak and say a situation that still is very hard for me to continue with. And I think that we got to get in our mind that forgiveness isn't a one-stop destination. Yeah, you might have to forgive somebody four different times, like mm-hmm. for the same thing. Yes. Like for the it same might manifest thing. the same thing. For the same thing. Screaming. Did y'all hear it for the same thing? You felt that. I felt, <laughs> felt that. On a personal note. <laughs> like, and even like if they haven't done the same thing over and over again, like mm-hmm. where, and I'm, I'm going to take it on a transparent level, like the relationship mm-hmm. that I have with my child's father, it's points in my, like, on, on a daily basis, I'd be like, I can't, I walk up with that nigga. Like, at the end of the day, <laughs> your relationship isn't to me. Mm-hmm. It's to your child. Mm-hmm. And I can't, it's hard for me to, and I would say forgiveness, because I'm about to contradict myself a little bit. Forgiveness doesn't mean acceptance. So for me, mm-hmm. I have forgiven yeah. how he moves as a parent, mm-hmm. but I don't accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes. So I what is forgiveness? A, I think forgiveness is, um. Not allowing their actions to 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 harbor you mm. in the inside, like That's good. like to not pierce my spirit in the inside. Where like, because I think trust you trust issues are are a result of unforgiveness. Mm. Like when you when you're mm, completely forgiven, when you're com- like completely forgiven from a situation, mm-hmm. like I shouldn't. If Leah has wronged me as a friend, mm-hmm. I shouldn't allow Leah's wrong to damage how. Danielle, how I interact with Danielle. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And if I'm truly forgiving Leah, 
I can move in my friendships with Danielle without the fear that she's going to hurt me or without the fear that she's going to do what Leah did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to piggyback on it and say that, that we had this conversation about the forgive and the forget thing. And I think that for people, forgive and forget as a phrase together is why forgiveness is hard because people believe that you have to forget what people did. But I think there is importance in remembering what has happened. The same way there's an account of what happened in the Old Testament and the New, there is importance in understanding that the reason I don't forget it is so I know how I dealt with it and how I can continue to deal with it when someone commits the same transaction they did before. Like, I want to be able to still know that, yes, I've forgiven you for your actions, but I did not forget because that not forgetting tells me how I continue to forgive and forgive and forgive mm -hmm. the same thing that you continue to do to me. I think that the mm -hmm. idea of forgetting, because the Bible says that God forgets our sins, like mm -hmm. he remembers our sins no more. So mm -hmm. if we're taking on the character of God, I think that forgetting doesn't mean you allow somebody to continue continuously do the same thing over and over again but i think that forgetting means that you don't hold, you don't hold on to this but that, that's exactly what i'm saying like you don't harbor the hate that came with that situation but it's a learned experience yes you understand yeah. so that's why um, i mean you yeah. don't forget the experience even though you forget how you felt the transition the hate the hurt yeah. all that you forget those things yes Some but not the actual <laughs> action not the actual action because you i feel like when you forget the action you don't remember that that's how you become a doormat, in my, in my belief. Yeah. When you act as if that forgiveness means forgetting, you believe that this action is not one that I can no longer have remembrance of to deal with when it comes again. So yeah. That's why I think that it's a tricky twofold for people because they think that legit I have to act like you ain't never do it. And yes, God releases those sins that we transgressed against him. But it's not enough. Is that Old Testament or New Testament? Because I just got a revelation about that that I don't. I, I want to retract my statement a little bit. Like I know that the Bible you know, says. Okay, go ahead. Where, can we can we figure out that if, if that's Old, Old Testament or New Testament? What? Where it says Bob, God remembers our like He remembers our sins no more. I get that, but I think when the the like I don't want to say it's a revelation, but the thought that came in my mind when when I like like the who Hebrews. Oh, so that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. No, Hebrews is New Testament. No. I was gonna say, baby. <laughs> no. Go okay, so New Testament. Okay, all right. So, mm. but so I think that I'm I'm caught up a little bit because it's like God remembers our sins as if we have never committed them before, but that doesn't mean that when you do it again, God don't like. Does that mean that when you do the same sin again, God be like, oh, this is the first time doing it? No, that's why. That's why I mean the, the the remembrance thing is when He says remember no more. I think it's to be key. He doesn't hold it against you. Yeah, I think okay. it, it be, it, it's basically a key I'm to bad. that. I don't like, <laughs> to like, I want to let it, go. I want you to let it go. Because I think the, the biggest issue people have is forgiving themselves. And it, I think that statement that he's let it go, it's to let people know that if I, God, all-knowing, all-being, and all-powerful, can, can, forget can what you did. forgive and forget what you did, you should also be able to do it to yourself. Yeah, but people, and I, I mean... As people, I think it's hard for us to take on the character of God. So I can understand why that's a, yeah. a hard thing for people. And I would also like to say that forgiveness doesn't matter what people have done to you. But I think that my approach on forgiveness is a little bit different because no wild things have like, and I mean wild as in like sexual assault or anything like that has ever happened to me. So I don't know what it's like to forgive somebody to that magnitude. Yeah. What is it? Hebrews 8.12. 8.12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawfulness deeds, law, their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I get that. I get that. Even though, yeah, I don't, 
I was about to say, like, my dad's passing is something I think it took me to get into adulthood to really forgive his killer, but... Mm, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever harbored hate towards his killer. I wouldn't say... I don't think you I don't think you have to hate somebody to be unforgivable. Well, I don't think I've ever harbored hurt towards his killer. Yeah, I think that I have, but the the relationship... Like, as I got older, and a lot of my close friends have their dads, so mm. I think that growing up around people whose father was in the house, mm-hmm. like, the, and then, me and Ashley, like, for my listeners that don't, have never seen us before, it's probably nobody, but we're <laughs> twins. Like, we're not identical twins, so we always get the, I always get the, well, as as children, we all, we always got the, you look like me as an Armani, I look just like my dad, and Ashley looks just like my mom. So, the attachment that I had with my dad, I think, was probably different, and mm-hmm. if you know us personally, our mom's side and our dad's side are like two different sides, like two different worlds. So they come from like two different worlds. They're like the different sides of the ocean. <laughs> like, one is East Coast, one West Coast. Literally. Shoot, one is Jerusalem. One is Jerusalem and one is Sodom and Gomorrah. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. Be given from it. Be given Southeast Kingdom and Northwest Kingdom. Southeast. That's where it be given. <laughs> Sorry, if, if my family's listening to this, y'all already know. Don't don't try to get offended, but you already know. So it be given Southeast Kingdom and Northwest Kingdom, and um. So for a long time, like growing up, I had to process, like people will always say, oh, you act just like your father. Like, like I act like my father and I look like my father. So for me, it was a struggle to really understand. Like I always had that thought, like what would my life be like if my father was still here? Mm-hmm. And then I had to process like my father's not, like it's not like my father. I mean, I don't want to say that because I think that's might be a little bit insensitive, but somebody else was responsible for my, for my father's like passing. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, forget like understanding that, I would never be able to really like, and if y'all don't know, my for people that probably don't really know me like that, my our father passed when we were like two weeks old, so I don't have any remembrance of him. Mm-hmm. So all I have is like when people tell me, and I think for me it's a little bit worse because I never got to experience that for myself. Like for people, and I'm not undermining people that have a remembrance of their father, but it's like you can remember your interactions with him for yourself. For mm-hmm. me, it's just like a big question. It was well, not anymore, but at that time it was just like a big question mark in my head, and it was just like, dang, like. And, and for a while, I wanted to be like, I want to see what the man look like. Like, I wanted to know, like, mm-hmm. and you know, I people idea. tell their side of the story. And I Child. I always want to know, like, did my father do, because from the, the story that, you know, people have given me, like, my father wasn't in the wrong at all. And I want to know, like, not that that has any bearing on whether I would forgive the man or not, but I want to know, like, how did this happen? Like, did, was, um, was y'all in a, a scuffle? Or like, but yeah, but they, they tell it from a side. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know the story without bias. So for a long time, I was like, oh, I want to see this man. Like, is he on Facebook? Is he like trying like, and I had to, so I, I would say that outside of my baby father, that was probably the hardest forgiveness situation for me. Cause I'm like, this is the person and I will never get to. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is it the forgiveness of having the absence of? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you're the reason that I, that I never had gotten to experience that. Yeah, and experience this lack. This yeah, lack is, and not, it's not lack is not of his, it's of you. Mm. Yeah, so because it's different when your father's alive, or like, and I didn't want to say this, but it's different if your father committed suicide because it's like that was his doing, like for why he's now absent from you. But for it to be somebody else, and I'm sure the people who have like lost a parent to gun violence probably have feel some like can yeah. relate to that. But how, it was like, yeah. I wonder how my boyfriend because he he lost his dad when he was like. His, his dad was murdered when he was like five or six. Well, tell Johnny come talk to us. Yeah, I wonder how he feel. Well, he ain't gonna get, he don't know no Bible, but. <laughs> 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 but I wonder how he feels yeah. for the absence of like forgiving somebody 
for removing that part of you before you even got to experience it. And mm. I can't imagine. I feel like that's a different type of hurt. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? A movie, I would say, that really triggered that, like, triggered what as I, I talk about Fruitvale Station. Um, that was a movie that triggered that, like, and it, when that came out, that shit, I'm 24 now. It came out 2009, so I guess that was like 11 years ago. So I guess I was like, so I was in that real like mm-hmm. middle school period where it was like, I was really craving that relationship and seeing it at 13 versus seeing it at 24. Like mm-hmm. I can, but at 13, I was like this child, like in that they first off, that movie was really good. Like they did a very so good job at depicting ex- his character, pulling, mm-hmm. pulling the emotions through, like through these actors. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me, it was like seeing this little, like her mother had to go home and tell her like, your father just died, like, mm-hmm. at the hands, and I mean, that's, I mean, that's still gun violence, but at the hands of the police, it's like, that's I, like I always wonder. Every time, give me tight, Scream. every time. I, I just always wonder, tight. like, the emotion that it is to, and, like, I I think that our, my situation is a little bit different, like I said, my mother didn't have to come home and tell me that my father died, like, I, I don't, my mother, as we got older, and I, my mom did marry when she, we were probably, like, four or five years old, so I knew that, but my, my parents, and again, we, we've always had a relationship with our mother's side and our father's side. Mm-hmm. I think that the magnitude of it was because my father was absent. Mm-hmm. And my father was the first child that my grandmother lost. And it was really hard for her. So I think that the relationship that we had through them was because of the absence of my father. So it was like, my mother, but we always knew that my dad died. Like, we didn't know. Like, I remember, we was probably like four or five years old. We lived in that neighborhood in Laurel. Like, it was like a hill. We lived in an apartment driving up a hill. And I will always remember my mom be like, like, if I was sad, like, I can remember now, like, for some reason, that time in my life, my sadness was always attached to not knowing my father. Mm. Like, and, my, like, I think I was crying when they cry. My mom was like, because I was like, I'm just, I just miss my daddy. And my mom was like, you, like, and it was just like a real little moment or whatever. And I'm like, and my mom always said to me, even still, she says, like, my mom's not really the most sensitive person. Um, yeah. But yeah. she always says, you, you can't miss what you've never had. And for me, I was like, well, damn, that's insensitive. Like, and I was saying say that my mom also has lost her father, not to gun violence, but my, mom, my mom's dad died when she was like 13 mm-hmm. or somewhere around then. And I, she won't say this, so moms, if you're listening, we want to have a conversation, then sure, come sit at the black table. <laughs> but I think that a lot of my mom's actions, even like teen pregnancy, rooted from her losing her father at a young age. Mm-hmm. And sorry, mom, sorry for no, putting, I, I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> this is my experience, not yours. <laughs> but I think that a lot of her actions came from losing her father at a crucial age of her life. And for her, like trying to relate to me, she like, I can't relate to you because I know my father. And I lost him at a time that like you don't even know yours. So how do you say it? Like I'm telling you, you are in my lane block mm-hmm. street house and shoes, sis. You're right up in it right screaming. now. Screaming. You're right in it. I'm screaming. You're we the fuck did? Maybe we'll have to. I think that's what we just talked about. Y'all should do that. We just, when I say we just talked about it, I think that even yeah. though he's like your earthly father, if it's anything like like certain things, like like even like my grandmother, um, her mom, like I, there's certain things that my mom, my grandmother sees in me about my great grandmother that my grandma barely even met. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's hard for me to understand why somebody would tell you you can't miss something you don't know because it's a feeling inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that mom, if you're listening, I don't like when you say that. You should stop. <laughs> no, but I, <laughs> but I will. In her defense, I will say that she's getting better and she's learning. And I I try every day to remember that our parents she are still was, learning. Not only that they're still learning, but the seventeen year old her 
knew no much better than the 17 year old me did and mm -hmm. to think that she was responsible for raising something yeah. out of hurt is mm -hmm. i have the understanding that she was growing up too yeah. so i can't hate her for what she did not know because she didn't have mm -hmm. so and I, it's it's hard i still feel it but i ha I, I give grace every moment i can because i'm yeah. like yeah. you you were a kid yeah and i'm trying and I'm, I'm relying because you were a parent and that's part of the reason we have all these protections by god because you were a parent i held you to a higher standard that's but at the end of the day but we shouldn't but we, we shouldn't should. because at the end of the day you human. you you were still human and you were still a child it's on it it's on it you were still human like still the a whole child. and it's like i'm talking about this all the time how we have to parent our parents sometimes yeah. mm -hmm. like we have to extend them that grace yes. because they there's things that they were going through like at 24 my mom had me at 24 25 and i'm thinking i don't know Nothing. I don't know exactly. anything. I to think be I somebody's know mother. And I you, you come right? Yes, I think I know everything. I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like we have to extend that grace to make mistakes, you know, yeah. to, to let them be human people. But we put them at this higher standard where we think that they need to know everything and they need to know, like, that hurt me. But sometimes we have to, like, we have to guide them, like, let them know, like, Mom, mm -hmm. you hurt me. Dad, you hurt me. We need to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, oh, I just took this lesson. So we're actually, we're going to table this. And if my guests are open to it, our next conversation will be about, we'll, we'll start to go into the um, parenting our parents and our, like our dynamic with our parents. Mm -hmm. So we'll save that for next episode. But I will close this episode with saying, um, mom, don't think I dragged you. You do need to stop saying you can't miss what you don't know. But <laughs> I will publicly that, say, no, you need to. I will publicly <laughs> say that, I am appreciative for the woman that you were and that you are. Like, and I don't want to cry, but I've been Stop. thinking about this a lot. Like, since my mom, like, as she said, my mom had us when she was 17. And I had my child when I was 19. So to think that my mom was raising twins mm. by herself at 17 years old, like, she still graduated high school. That. My mom makes six figures now. Like, I really look at the woman that yes. she is, and I'm proud of you. So uh, I hate when she do this. Sorry. It makes me mad. But I've really been like, as I'm like trying to work on my healing and moving towards being a better parent, a better sister, a better like friend, I, I really like to, I would really like to publicly, and I, I text my mom every now and again, be like, I love you. Cause I think that sometimes I'm my mom's child that gives her the hard time. Like, <laughs> even if it's like not in behavior, like in adulthood, it's not a behavior. Like I remember my mom told me like that she was having my little sister and I was, I just, I was eating her up. Like, and I think that as no, a child, her up was real. as a teenager, like as a teenager, as a person that had wasn't a mom yet, I I couldn't relate to the struggles that my mom was having. But mm. I like I said, I'm going to publicly thank you and applaud you for being the woman that you are. Like you've bought two houses, like you're raising four kids, you don't need help. Like you're really my like I really admire you. You're my idol, and I just appreciate you for you're such all. A that's the Pisces in me that I'm really emotional. Once I start crying, it just be going. But, but yeah, like I, I really appreciate you, and I'm just so proud of you. And you just keep breaking glass ceilings. Like I said, for when Ashley graduated college, it was like so many people. Have, would you have told somebody? 22, they, yeah, you were 22, we were 22 or 21 when you graduated? 22. 20, at 22, if somebody would have told you when you were 17 having us, like still in high school yourself, that you was going to have a kid graduate from college, like, and not not just a college, but from St. John's University, like a college is $60,000 a year, like you made it happen. And that day was like so special for me because I'm just like, like as I sat there and to kind of embrace, like first off, 
And she got like sixty graduation six graduation tickets. It was like thirty of us there from our family. Like <laughs> and it was six. I think that it was just <laughs> monumental for our family to see that like this can happen. Like mm-hmm. people we always say representation matters and I think that, that was a day that whether it was history in our family or history in the world, that we showed our family, you like showed the world that it don't matter how you start, it's how you finish. And you got like you got somebody through college by yourself. Like of course Ashley helped, she has student loans, but I'm, and I don't know if Ashley wants to share this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If, like this is something that Ashley wanted to share, but I want to share it for her because I just think it needs to be said. Like oh. Ashley, I went to Bowie State, so of course I had in-state tuition. It wasn't that much compared to Ashley's for real, for real. And once, like my mom was on a payment plan, and she ended up losing her job like a month after we got to college, and was on um, like my first week of classes, I got a call. Well, my first yeah, day of classes, like Tiffany we, called me and said we were fresh, like Ash, fresh. I lost my job. I don't know how you gonna stay in school. You might have to come home. Yeah, and I like, pretty much told my, I did not know for twenty minutes. Like I don't want to come home. Like not saying that home is not good. Not saying it's not bad, but. To me, this was me completing a goal and a dream that I felt like I needed to do. It was an assignment for me. And that's all, is it already, we can unpack that in a million one ways. But to me, that was an assignment. And being able to get to that place meant that I had to finish that assignment. Yeah. And to, I felt defeated before I began because I was just like, how can you tell me that you gave me this assignment and I can't finish it. And that I don't have the tools to finish it. Not that I don't want to finish it. Yeah. Not that I can't have the ability to complete it. But that there's going to be something that hinders me from getting to the end of this assignment. And that shook my world. So to see, so to see that we're like in a space, yeah. in a place where I did it, it was like, <sighs> yeah. you so can breathe. You can breathe an assignment. Like, like to go from me. that... And then for like, and my sister graduated on time, y'all too. So let's just end let there. In there, like, to Girl, say that, that like, to really just see my mom like in a place where she's just like not the person that her guidance counselor would have told her that she was gonna be. I'm just so proud of you. And yeah, we're gonna save our parenting um episode for the next episode. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> Ashley gonna pray us out, and we'll see y'all next week. Um, Go ahead. All right, Lord Heavenly Father. First, I come to you with this season of thanks and gratefulness and love and joy, Lord God. I simply just appreciate you and praise you for what you are doing in our lives, known and unknown, Lord God. I appreciate the path that you have taken us on and destinations that we are getting to, Lord God. Thank you for the people and the best ones that are at this table as well in our lives that are cultivating not only your word, but your heart, Lord God. Has, let us have the heart of you every day, every minute, every second. Let us be people of forgiveness. But people, let us be people of understanding so that we can love in a way that you love Lord God I know that it may sometimes seem like a hard task but I ask that you surround us and protect us as we continue to be vessels of your word Lord God help us grow us let us know and learn about you your character and the things that you have done for us in order to make us better vessels on this earth Lord God help us cultivate this earth help us cultivate the laws and the lands and the things that we may not understand on this earth on this earth not let our fears and our understandings deter us but make them help us to get to a place where we we seek you and seek joy and seek knowledge and truth within your word and within the law lord god i ask that you cover and protect us as always keep us safe in this pandemic lord god continue to make this year of covid 19 just as hot as it was lord god i want you to make sure you intervene in situation that you may ask i pray for all things that were said and unsaid in this call and i ask that you bless everyone attached to this in the name of jesus i pray Amen. Amen. See y'all next week. See y'all.